Oops. Hi, everyone. Sorry about that. Uh, hello. How is everyone doing? I hope everybody's having a fantastic Thursday. I'm going to be going live here with Zen in a few minutes. First, let me run over some announcements while we wait for her to arrive. Today's announcements are next week, Monday, June 19th, I will be going live with Luz Duque, and we're going to be talking about empath empathy versus empath, and also, are you an empath, or do you just have a lot of empathy? It's going to be at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard, and then that same week, next week, we're going live with Maria. Maria and I will be doing a part two for the relationship conversation. And if anybody's ever interested in going live with me, I am always open to that. We have availability at the end of July, August, and September. I'm taking um, those appointments now. So if you're interested, we can go live. Just reach out to me, whether it's my email address or DM me on this Instagram. It is the same as my name. That's funny because now it says anger up there. But my name is trueelegance at gmail.com. And we can go live. So without further ado, let me invite Zen into this, into this conversation. I'm excited. We're going to talk about anger and how fear and anger are connected. For me, for the longest time, I would always say fear is the path to the dark side because it's in Star Wars and Yoda says it. Fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. So this live is going to be about anger. And here she is. Let's see that it's connect. Hmm. Technical difficulties. <laughs> hi Ellie. hi my love how are you i'm good and you good. good i'm good i was like man i didn't write you today i just realized and it was already about to be seven and i was like she'll be there yeah. i know you i know yeah yeah, yeah. we were probably um, thinking about it at the same time yeah <laughs> i was like ooh, but you know like the day gets away from you mm -hmm. and it was it was a busy day for me my mom was like i wrote you you didn't see and i was like Sorry, lady. <laughs> so it, it happens mm -hmm. um i find it very interesting that this week we're talking about anger um because i opened my time capsule for my birthday Ooh, this week i mean I yeah i'm not gonna share what i wrote in my time capsule i'm not ready okay. but i did decide that i was going to share the questions with everyone not necessarily on the live, but I just want to show you the amount of paper. It's oh, wow. folded and it's a lot of paper <laughs> because I wrote the first one in 2004 when I was 16, 16-ish. 16, 16 and then the second one I wrote when I was 24, when I was newly out of a relationship moved back in my house and um you know broken hearted so sad and i must have found this i must have found my time capsule from then and then i must have said hey i want to do this for my 20 for my 30th and i did it and then i continued it for my 35th which is the one that i just did and the reason i'm even talking about it so much now is because the the little girl and the young lady and the young woman that wrote in these pages mm -hmm. was so angry. Aww. And then the 30-year-old me was healing and I wasn't angry, but I was still hurt. So I was still hurt and I still had a lot of fear on certain things. And I just was like, wow to see the difference and someone asked me it was like well how did you feel after reading your time capsule and I was like oh I didn't feel good because it was like 
not only do I just, I, not only do I read the, the last one, but I read all of them. So yeah. this is all of the paper. So it's like a story. Yeah, and it's, it's sad. And um, not to say that my life has been so sad, but just I've had moments where there have been sad things that happen and now when I do this one I haven't even started working on it yet because I'd have to do from 2018 June June till 2023 June and I write all about it and I write all the things and some of the people in here they're in the first one and they're there it's like little questions like are who's your best friend and I write who my best friends are. And it says, write a letter to somebody that you look look up to in your family. And then there's different people in my family that I wrote to. And there was one point where I you're supposed to write a letter to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, Twinkie is looking at me weird. I think I'm going to finish here. And I was like, what? And I just started crying. Oh, I'm like, Twinkie. So, Twinkie. So, so. Not that I'm I'm not afraid to share. I'm just not ready. Yeah. But, totally understandable. Yeah. Take your time. Mm -hmm. And so, because a lot of people were questioning, a lot of people were in my, my DMing me and what is it? What does it say? And I'm like, I'll share the questions with you, but not the answers. I'm not ready. Yeah. So. You still have to like process it. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot of processing and a lot of, a lot of like realizing how, scared that little girl was and how angry that little girl was at everybody at everybody and just the the growth it was very beautiful to see the growth and to see that you can be in that anger and you can feel that anger but you can also let it go mm -hmm. and you can also forgive and if you don't choose to forgive because there are people that yeah, choose to not. It's not that I'm telling you, oh, you're the worst if you don't forgive, or oh, you're this. You know, everybody processes how they can process. And what I, my advice to anybody would be, let go of the anger. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you started off with your capsule because I feel like writing is such a um, cathartic exercise. You know. Yeah. Like when I feel angry. I go to a notebook and I just like rage write. Really? And yeah. It helps a lot. Yes. Like Especially like if I'm angry at my parents. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. And then, you know, tears pouring down, but I'm writing and I'm getting it out, you know, so I feel like that's a, a positive way to, you know, work through it. That's so interesting. Of lashing out. I write a lot. I write a lot. Yeah. It's funny because I'm working on a I'm working on a project and I mean to show you this isn't the project, but this is like the year. So then I wrote like the pages. This year this no years like from twenty two thousand seven. I guess because I was trying to figure out like when, when stuff happened. And then, like, this is me figure making like a timeline. And I think I did this in between. I did this last time. I did this in in the year twenty eighteen because I was trying to figure out like when things happened. And I was just like, that's so interesting to me that I did that thirty five years ago. Because now this is this is recent because I'm trying to figure out when things happened and I'm like there's there's the root where's the root of the issue where's the root of the anger where's the root of the fear where where did I stop trusting men where, where did I stop trusting women where did I stop trusting me where did I start trusting me so just like finding those little answers what do you do after you rage write? Do you burn it? Do you throw it away? Do you do something ritualistic? Like I have a notebook specifically for like my parental healing, I guess. Um, and I keep that one. Um, it's actually a special notebook because someone custom made it for me. Um, but yeah, I usually keep it. If it's something that I wouldn't 
that I would die to see someone like read it. Yeah. You know, that I would want somebody to read it, then I'll burn it. Okay. <laughs> but Jeez. otherwise I keep it just so I can see it later on. You know? Okay. I have so many journals from, I, I don't even know. I stopped writing for a while, but from my teenager years, I have all, wow. of them. I have all of them. <laughs> so embarrassed <laughs> they're oh, so embarrassing well, that's cute. I like um, that. little ellie little ellie was loud <laughs> little, little ellie is the same as big ellie i think but so um with with the notebooks i'm like going through them every once in a while i'll go and i'll check and i'll see like little things that i wrote or like you know happy things that i wrote yeah. or sad I, I things that i wrote anger yeah. i don't think i wrote much about the anger i was trying to process like death and i just didn't get it a lot of yeah a lot of it's trying a to process. complex thing to process yeah and i was just like afraid and so like um i'm not afraid of dying but i'm afraid of everybody dying i think i've said that before and um i just think oh my gosh they're gonna die like i don't know and obviously we all will pass at one point we all will transition at one point but like the closer I get to somebody, the more nervous I get about it, you know? Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so, like, once I have my wall down, then it's like, oh, my wall is down. This is not good. <laughs> because then I'm going to be, like, thinking those things. But I can't be afraid and live in that because if I do, then what does that do for me? Where do I benefit yeah. in having any relationships? It's counterproductive, actually. Mm-hmm. And it stops you from living in the moment. It's exactly, exactly. And I, tr I, I've gotten a lot better. I used to be really bad. Um, I've oh. gotten a lot better, but um, it's just to see, to see that version of myself growing and learning through those things. And my grandmother had passed away when I was so young, and I just didn't understand it. So when I look back at those journals, I see me talking about her a lot but I didn't really know her, you know? I know her now in spirit and it's different, yeah. you know, it's different. It's great and I love that I, I can connect with her on a spiritual level, but at the same time, it's like, wow, I wonder what it would have been like if you were here and if you would have gone through these changes with me throughout my life, you know? Cause she did, she passed away young compared to like other family members that yeah. all have gone in their 90s in my family so that's crazy yeah it is crazy yeah so so what else what else is it that you do when you're angry and i'm gonna be honest it's actually it's actually um i wouldn't say downfall but one of the traits that i that's most challenging for me anger like yes you see i look very like chill you know my name is zen after all but anger is one of the things that i battle with the most like in this lifetime like i just i don't know i'm i know sometimes anger comes as a form of defense like a defense mechanism from like fear or survival or sometimes even control but um Yes, it's something that I'm learning to control. Vixie <laughs> said I curse people out. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, Vixie. I know it's like around here. I know. Um, I, you know, it's really funny. For me, I feel like anger is totally opposite. It's really hard for me to get to the point of anger. Oh, and, I if wish. You, and if you have gotten me to that point, you done messed up like you messed up you did something wrong because it used to be where i used to get mad and i used to just blow up because that's how, that's all i knew and then once i realized like oh wait i can figure this out without like freaking out and without lashing out um I burst into tears. Like I do. I like cry. I get so I angry. It's just a lot of emotion. It's a lot of emotion yeah. process, and it's like I've always cried. But my thing is, I never liked arguing. I never liked it when people argue. I get triggered 
easily when people are arguing around me. And um, especially if I know the like how to fix it, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to fix it. But if I know how to fix it and somebody's arguing around me that I'm like, okay, it's okay. And, you know, it, it's that's a trigger from my childhood because my parents would fight a lot and um, like they would fight nonstop and it was not good. So it's, not, yeah, I, it's that was, there was a lot of anger. I feel like, over like stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like I inherited that like rage trait from my parents, especially from my dad. Like any little thing, you know, he feels like, like he just feels uncomfortable with maybe he will get like super defensive or like he'll lash out. And I've come to realize where I get this from. So that's how I'm working through it. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, in ways that I react as well, I, I know when I'm reacting like one parent versus the other parent and I'm like, Whoa, that was like, sometimes I sound like my dad, my dad hasn't been in my life for 10 years. I'm like, how bad that happened you know but it's 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 so weird it's so weird even to say that sentence is weird let me read what victoria said how did you stop lashing out i struggle with cursing people out it's uncontrollable when i'm triggered i say horrible things well i used to i used to be in multiple bad relationships and in those relationships i would say things and i would lash out on my partner and i learned with the two partners that i'm talking about in particular that that wasn't normal or healthy in any way because we weren't we weren't getting anywhere with that and the more that we would fight the more i'd want to just fix it and not be fighting but i didn't want to sweep things under the rug either because that's what was done in the past and i didn't want to be repeating those cycles so if I realize that something triggered me, and even now, if I realize something is triggering me, I need to like take a moment. And if it means me walking away from the situation and coming back with like more of a level head, that's what I'll do because I, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I do get angry, <laughs> but you know, I don't get as angry as I used to. And a lot of it, I give credit to Reiki and learning Reiki because yeah. a lot of my, I used to slam the door. I used to like throw the tantrums. I used to do all of that. And I don't even know that version of me anymore. You know what I used to do a lot? Like when I was a kid, um, I used to break things. Mm. Like it just felt so good to break something. Like in high school, I remember breaking my cell phone. Oof. Like when I was a kid, I remember I had like this teddy bear, like piggy bank thing. And it was so beautiful and I was just so, pardon my language, I was pissed. I forgot what I was upset about. I was probably like nine and I broke it. And then I was like, damn, that was really cute. Oh, no, that's so funny. But um, I, feel, I feel like screaming helps too. Like screaming, yeah, in, a pillow, screaming in a pillow helps. Um, you know, rage writing, Perfect. that's cool. That's cool. I've never Perfect. rage wrote. I think it feels good with um Vicky like what I've learned is that in the end it doesn't even matter what I'm upset about so I try to see it in that way so you know I'm like okay I'm mad about this now but is it gonna matter next week is it gonna matter in a month no and at the end of the day I'm the one who's gonna be upset everything else is gonna keep going in the world you know the the earth is going to keep orbiting and then I'm the one who's kind of ruining my time with my anger, you know? I wrote that down because I loved it so much. Um, that's so true. That's so true. And it kind of brings me back to 10, 20 years ago, not 20 years ago, but like 15 years ago. And I was in that relationship and also like the relationships around me were pretty much all the same where like, the couples would argue and I just thought it was like a normal thing. I mean, arguing, there are arguments that happen and it's like a healthy thing, but like, this was like all the time for dumb stuff too. So like, 
let's just say the example that I remember. My dad got mad at my mom. She wanted to buy roses for her friend, and he didn't want to spend the money. So it was like a big fight yeah. for no reason, for no reason, you know? Um, that's one argument that I remember. But a lot of arguments that have happened in my own, for me, arguing <laughs> with someone, once I'm done and I've forgiven the situation, regardless of if they're in my life or not anymore, I forget the argument, you know, because I'm like, Sometimes. It, doesn't, it doesn't hold space in my brain. It's like, yeah. okay, bye. Yeah, it's something I'm really working through because sometimes, like, it's, like, in the back of my mind and unless I don't say nothing, like, it's going to drive me crazy. And I hate that because basically I'm attached to that feeling instead of, you know, detaching and letting it go. Even when you'd rage rate? Well, it depends, like, the situation. You know what I mean? Like, what if... Because in that moment let's say i'm not home because usually when i write i'm at home you know what i mean like let's say i'm at work and then a customer was rude to me you know like it just fills me up inside and i'm not in a place where i'm comfortable 100 that i can just be me you know what i mean mm. so it's it's little things like that but um i'm trying to find in a way to like allow the anger to push me forward into a direction where I um I overcome the obstacle and I turn it into something positive, right? Because anger can only go two ways. It can go in a negative way, you know, where you destroy something, or in a positive way where you create. Okay. Well, I, what I could suggest to you, like if you're at work. And mm -hmm. something happens where they, where you get mad at someone and you have like nowhere to place that. Um, obviously breathe, <laughs> but right. have, a little notebook. have a small notebook. And if you have to go to the bathroom really quick and just mm -hmm. take a minute, go to the bathroom. And if rage writing is what helps you. All I can think of when I say rage writing is Mean Girls, Regina, Regina George, when she's yes. writing in the in the burn book. And I'm just like, every time I say yes. it, that's all I see. But yeah. that's what people need. They have little notebooks. You can yes. have it like that. Confetti. Yes, you're right. And just take it and take two minutes and then come back. Usa, you know? Also, I, you're reminding me of like when I used to work customer service with um, a shoe store that I used to work at. Mm -hmm. And when customers would get upset at me, like it was, the thing is, it's really hard to get mad at me. <laughs> so, and I'm not meaning it like that. I'm just yeah. saying like, I'm such a bubble. So You're such a charm. <laughs> <laughs> this woman got upset at me and I was just like, what? And I like, it, it threw me off. It throws off my groove. Like, I'm yeah. Just like, huh? like yeah. what? what is happening? And then, so like my whole body gets hot and it's like like on mm -hmm. like um defense mode like and then it's fire and i'm like yes. and so like the the boss the boss manager whatever i don't know her title at that time but she was like go to the back and i went to the back and i was like i don't know what to do you know it's just like i don't do well when it comes with anger like if people come at me with anger i'm just like oh, yeah i freeze yeah, i freeze. I definitely I don't freeze. do well. yeah and my my sister and i have gotten a lot better you know she's my sister sisters are different yeah. for different breeds but like we've both grown better but we both have the same parents so with that being said we have tendencies of mom and dad and we could either act like one act like the other act like a combination which is dangerous because when they would fight it was like no joke it was no joke and um it, it's just interesting because i just it's just very interesting to see that vicky says oh my gosh i didn't know rage writing was a thing my mistake is that I'm sending my rage writing to people in text. Ooh, no, <laughs> when I should be deleting you them afterwards. You can put it in your notepad instead of te texting it to them. Yes. Oh my gosh. Sometimes I 
I write something out and then I delete it, but it feels good that I wrote it out, I read it to myself, and then I delete it. Because like, I'm, you know, you try not to be petty. Or I'm no, on the text oh, box. So risky. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, so far, I've never like press sent by mistake. Like, I'll write whatever my paragraph, all spicy, I'll read it, and then I'll just delete, highlight, and delete. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so risky. I, I'd be afraid. <laughs> I wouldn't put anything, you know, that I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> you know? Of course. You know. That is what I need to say. Send. Yes. <laughs> My angry stamp of approval. Oh, wow. I just, it's so funny. You know, obviously I know that you could get angry, but I just don't see you ever angry. <laughs> Nobody ever does. Because I... You know, I look like a little fluffy bunny. Exactly. I'm <laughs> the bubble, you're the bunny. <laughs> yeah, but no. It's 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 really a thing. And I guess maybe sometimes anger, it, it's different from everyone, but I guess it's a form of protection for myself. Or maybe it just wasn't, I just didn't know how to regulate my emotions. Mm. You know, especially if you grew up seeing someone who is sensitive but they don't realize that they're sensitive and then when they feel all these feelings they don't know how to sort it out they don't know how to process it so then they just kind of divulge it and like say really mean and hurtful things you know because they want you to feel how they feel at that moment right right <laughs> i'm like wow that's so true it's so true i I remember, like, I've never liked fighting, so, and I've never liked being angry, and I've never liked it. Of course, I've been it, but, like, I remember my first boyfriend, he would get mad, and then he wouldn't say what he was mad about, so then he would be, he would be walking around, and he'd be mad, and he'd be like, what the heck is wrong with that guy? And he would walk really funny when he was mad, it was the best. That's like I so interesting, his gait would change. <laughs> it was, like... I, I can see him. I wonder if he still does it. I don't know. I haven't seen him in crappy many, dude. many years. But I w like what I would do to see that because it was so funny. Anyway, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you never know who's listening. So anyway, he would walk and he would be like, mm, 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 and you would see it on his face and you would see it in his walk. Or if he was far away and you would see him walking, you'd be like, oh, crap, he's mad. Like, what's he mad about? It was funny. It was funny. But, like, he wouldn't he wouldn't say what he was mad about for so long that he was like a soda. So, like, mm. it was like shooken up soda. And finally, when he had whatever it was that he was mad about, and that's not to say he's like that now. I don't know. But um, hopefully not. Finally, he would say it, and it would go everywhere. And it would make a mess, and everybody would be mad, you know? It would get sticky. It would be a sticky situation because when you're angry and you're holding it in and it's not going anywhere, that's not good. So the way that you're saying, you rage right. I cry. And when I cry, I cry it's released. And when it's released, then I'm like, okay, I'm good. What's next? Yeah. Like so moving on. Like usually my first instinct is to burst into tears. Okay. Because... I just feel it all over my body. <laughs> and you're empathic, so you feel it, and then you'll feel them. Yes. So it's like a double. It's a whammy. Yeah. And that's... Yeah, a double whammy. And then if it's your parents, you're a part of them. Yeah. So then that's even harder. There's times where I'll have miscommunications with my mom, and I'm like, what's going on? Like, what happened? And I'll have to stop her, or she'll have to stop me, because... It's like somewhere along the lines, the communication got misconstrued and then one of us got mad and neither of us realized. Yeah. Or maybe, maybe one of us realized the one that was mad <laughs> and then the one that's not mad didn't realize. And it's like, rewind, what happened? You know, instead of reacting, stop and look, stop, look and listen. Stop, look and listen. Evaluate what's going on, listen to the other person, and fix it.
And yeah. if it can't be fixed, the door's over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Connect. If it can't be fixed and you need to walk away at the moment, that also works too. If you need a break from the situation, that works too. Because we just need to get out of the mindset. Have you ever woken up mad because something happened in your dream? Um, not specifically. Maybe bothered, but not angry. But like you believed it. So first you believed it. So you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so angry at this person. But yeah, you believe the possibility. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I had a dream like that recently and I was just like, what? I was like, you, you shattered me. You know, and it's like, but then talking about it with that person is just like, oh, no, I wouldn't do that to you. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, what happened? What made you think of that? And it's just like all the little things that are in the back of your head that you're thinking of mm -hmm. coming to the surface. In yeah, in the subconscious. You know, what I find really interesting is like how different things make different people tick. Triggers. Yeah, like for example, what would get you upset wouldn't get me upset, but what would get me upset wouldn't get you upset. Right. You know? So really, really listening to someone is so important. Like if you obviously want to avoid making them feel some sort of way, um, instead of like, how can I say this? Cause you know, some people don't really like, they know you, but they don't really know you. They don't take the time to drop their interpretation and just understand what you feel what you're saying you know but when you do know someone intimately or you try to get to know them you understand what may upset them or what may anger them and then you can avoid that you know i love that or you can press the button <laughs> i don't mean it in a like sassy way i mean it and that's that's the direction that they're gonna take they're either gonna take Oh, that upsets you. I'm not going to do that. Or that upsets you. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Like that ugh. is a, a very mercury of you, Ellie. Listen, <laughs> listen, I, I have um, my mercury is in Gemini and I don't like to push the buttons, but I have, I have encountered relationships whether they were friendships or or um lover relationships <laughs> that they would press my buttons on purpose they would purposely dig to hurt me to hurt me and i think like that's what the hardest part about this new time capsule is going to be because those people are no longer in my life that they are in the first how many of these did i do they are in the one from 2004 at least two of them are. You're like and 16, about, right? Yeah. Like about 16. Yeah. My best friend back then. And then they're in the 2012 one and they're in the 2018 one. So they're in all of them except for this newest one, you know? So my issue. My thing was like, if you get me angry, me, Ellie, if you get me to the point where I'm so angry that I have to cut you off, you're that messed up like real big because you were pressing my buttons on purpose. Mm -hmm. You were doing something that was not good. You know all my triggers, especially from you know, the boundaries. Yeah, especially if you knew me from 2004 to now. I mean, they don't know me anymore. It stopped at 2020. So, um, you know what I mean? Like, if, if, you're pressing my buttons and purposely hurting me and purposely i'm gonna take this from you oh i'm gonna take that from you oh you didn't tell me your favorite color was blue the world is over and then they make it all about them that's mm -hmm. like a thing because i don't know who's listening this is going to be on a podcast i'm not trying to bash anybody i'm just yeah, i'm just saying what has happened to me where once somebody finds the button, it's like, touch, 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 and they touch it. You know what I mean? And if the button is touched so many times, 
or like all of the elevator buttons are touched, mm -hmm. there's no turning back. Like you the know, the button could get stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> we are jammed. We are jammed because like they'll dangle something that like you, you could have this, but you're like they'll just dangle a carrot in front of you, and I don't. I just don't like it. It's like. If you know that makes me sad, or if you know that's gonna like hurt me, why are you gonna do that? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how else to say it without saying anything about it. I don't know. So I think I'm gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. Everything it could be safe for fine. the capsule. Everything's fine. For volume 2023. I know. And that one won't be open until 2028. Crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. I'm I'm excited to do it though because like the questions are not bad. It's more like I let I fill in the years that's not there. So I fill it in from what you missed from 2018 till 2023 till I seal this envelope. This is what happened, you know? So I don't know. Hi Luz. Hi Luz. So, so yeah, yeah. Anger, anger is funny. Anger can be, you can channel your anger. In you, can so it. you can transmute it. You can stop and just reflect upon like, why did that make me angry? What, what? Your I feel like also anger comes from a place where that lacks compassion. Uh -huh. I don't know what else to say about that, but yes. Because I feel like if you have compassion about something or a situation, then you won't be as easily triggered, right? Because your understanding of the situation or of the root or the cause of the situation. So then, you know, it kind of diminishes that feeling of being so angry or upset. And not to bring it up again, but just as an example, for example, dealing with my father, you know, like I'm choosing to see him with more compassionate eyes. So it makes me feel less angry when I deal with him, you know, or like when I connect with him, when I spend time with him. <laughs> how, how, how do you do that? Um, like, how do I, how do I see him with, with like eyes of compassion? Mm -hmm. Um, I try to see him, I try to separate the title of a parent from, uh, from him just being a human being who's had a childhood, who's had a life of like, you know, deception or struggle, understanding that he's on his own journey, separate from mine, okay. you know? Uh, that's interesting. I have, everybody knows. I already said it already in this live. Um, I haven't talked to my dad in 10 years. It was his choice, <laughs> basically. And for me, I don't know what I would do if he were to call me. I'm like, eh. like, you know, his opportunity to call me would have been on Tuesday. But, um, you know, he the number's not blocked. He could call me whenever. I'm findable. Anybody could find me. Not trying to be crazy, but... <laughs> you can't not I'm I am listed you can find me so the point is if he wanted to he would and if he doesn't of he doesn't course. but my point my point my point I had a point my my one of my teachers told me why don't you look at your father as if he were a child not even individualizing him but making him the child and when okay. I, I was, my, like, his childhood was unlocked to me. Whether he's worked through it or not, sometimes he listens to my podcast. So <laughs> this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, whether he wants to or not, and I'm, like, feeling blocked. You know, like, I'm getting, like, sniffles. <sighs> okay, I'm going to say it. So someone told me that for the first three years of his life, he lived with my great-grandparents, not with his parents. 
And then shortly after, after the three years that he lived with his grandparents, they moved all together and then they lived all together, the great-grandparents, the grandparents, my dad and his little brother, who is the middle child. Now, having your parents not be with you for your first three years of your life and being with your grandparents is an abandonment, whether or not you know it. And I'm yes. like, I'm like, oh, so his higher self could have felt abandoned by his parents or like without even realizing he felt abandoned by them. But then they all moved in together and they all lived together. But now we live together because you have another kid, you know? So seeing it in that lens, and I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, sir, if you ever feel like talking. Um, but like, like that's where I went with it psychologically prior to even my studies of psychology. I was just like, huh, so like abandonment. Then leading him to in, in, into his adulthood, leaving and going to the army, leaving his family behind. He wasn't really fond of his mom and dad. But, you know there was like a respect. So it's weird. Because like, I don't know, weird. Yeah, but you just gave me insight of why he, he may think or may be afraid to be present. Because in my dad, in his subconscious, he's like, yeah. Okay. If, <laughs> I was like, which yeah, if he didn't have his parents for the first three years, you know, like subconsciously that tells you, okay, well, you survived without them. So anybody could survive without their parents, which obviously is like so far from the truth. Right. But, right. Oh my gosh, my computer just went. Um, my computer's right on the You know, so he's like, oh, it's, it's no big deal. Yeah, she can handle herself. Yeah. Which, you know, another thing that would be done would be like, they, he would throw money at the problem instead of throw, instead of himself, instead of putting himself into the problem. Like instead of helping fix the problem, it was throwing the money at the problem. And that's where the problem was. Because then I thought of money as the root to anger, as the root to fighting, as the root to all of the bad stuff that was happening. And I blamed it on money when it really wasn't money. It was him putting money as the solution and then for that to be something as a solution and every time i say solution i'm doing the little quotations because for those who are listening i want you to know that i'm not meaning it as that i don't think that money solves the problem i wanted his time i wanted him to be there i wanted him to show up i wanted him to be at my shows i wanted him to be right in my life witness things that have happened i wanted him to be there and all he would too, is like oh I, um, I'm sending you this like like a, an allowance card which was helpful you know but at the same time it was like but you needed more you're gonna hear me when are you gonna hear me and that would make me angry but more angry more sad than angry because it was like I would call and we'd be on the phone for two minutes and he'd rush me off the phone and I was like what yeah like don't you want to know how my day was you know, going? No, and then like, then I have other people in my life that let me talk their ear off, and I'm just like, man, I'm in my head, and this is something that I'm just realizing right now as we're live together. Like, I'm in my head, like, oh my god, you're still talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Like silence, Elizabeth. But it's like they listen. You know, they're listening. Mm -hmm. Like they're like wandering off you and i are having a conversation and you're listening to me mm -hmm. and conversation you're not wandering off you're like whoa that guy was crazy with that lady <laughs> like he didn't listen to her and here i am talking and maybe he's listening maybe he hears it and i shout it out every time i can because i have seen the listeners and maybe it's not him maybe it's his wife who knows who knows who's listening somebody's listening in your age bracket in your town where you live because i see it because i'm that person that looks at who's listening <laughs> oh that's good i mean you have to right <laughs> as a small business owner exactly and when like when it showed me the option of seeing who was listening i was like cool oh because i thought it was my <laughs> there right 
So I don't know. And I guess it's like, there's so much, there's so much anger behind like, man, dude, you're missing everything. You're missing it. That sucks. It sucks. For, it sucks for anybody who leaves their family like that or, or leaves a good situation. Yeah. And they miss, they miss, they are missing the grandkids. They're missing like all the accomplishments that are happening within their children's lives. Sometimes that anger, you can feel it as a child, but you don't truly process it until you're older. Mm -hmm. And you see how how it's affected you in like maybe your behaviors or the way you think, you know, because mm -hmm. it's so deep seated, like yeah. with something such as like abandonment, you know, it's something that you don't truly realize it until later on. Yeah, and then like if you feel abandoned it's easy to abandon anybody because if I abandon them first, then they yeah. can't leave. Exactly. They can't, they can't, they can't leave, leave me. Like, like, could you imagine if it was me that left instead? That's like a totally different thing, you know? I, I can't imagine me leaving. But, um, no, I'm just like thinking. I'm like, I wouldn't have because all I wanted was I wanted my dad. That's all I wanted. Instead, I did get a lot of anger and I did get a lot of arguments and a lot of petty arguments like because no longer was he arguing with my mom so who is he gonna argue with so I gotta argue with his wife he's gonna argue with mm -hmm. his daughter who is a lot like her mom mm. but I look like my dad I look like my mom but I look like my dad like Look Puerto Rican, right? Yeah, you my do. Dad is Puerto Rican. My mom is Cuban. <laughs> so, like, when people see me, they never say, "Oh, you look like you're a Cuban girl." Nope. They're always like, "Tu eres boricua." Tu eres boricua. And I'm like, "Tu hey, eres boricua." Say <laughs> Yep, exactly. Tráeme mofongo. <laughs> so, like, I know that I look like him. I look like my tiocito. I look like. I look like the Felix family. I look like that. And um, it's, just, it's just weird. It's weird not having him. And it's weird that he chose anger over this. Because it's, it's easier to walk out, mm -hmm. right? Versus dealing with it. So, so it comes from a place of like cowardice. I believe that's how you say it. Yeah. So Ellie, yeah, baby. Would you like to to do some Reiki for transmutation? Sure. Can we do it? Sure, we can totally do that. <laughs> or would you like to continue the conversation? We I'm totally down with that. A bit of Reiki to end to end it. You wanna you wanna lead it? Uh, yes. <laughs> Let's do it. You want to do it together? Sure. Do you have your oils? Not right now. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you were doing. I'm closing my purse. So we're just sending some good energy for those who are tuning in. We're sending, transmuting this sad anger and turning it into love and light. And Zen will be speaking in a moment. If you're listening, you can just close your eyes and just feel your breath listen to your breath hold hold your heart and just you guide them because they're going to listen to you thank you ellie so for yes for those tuning in you can do as ellie said you can put your hands on your heart or wherever you 
feel called to if you feel like putting your hands on your belly you're more than welcome to um i'm gonna start by sending reiki to the crown chakra so i'm gonna go ahead and place my hands like this over my head and meanwhile you can focus on your breathing breathing in through the nose exhaling through the mouth allowing your tongue to relax allowing the muscles of your face the eyes to relax so it doesn't feel tense or heavy bless you thank you there it was <laughs> releasing yep and as i send reiki to your crown chakra envision this beautiful sparkling white light above your crown and this beautiful white light it's cleansing the crown chakra so you're able to connect to the divine and be able to receive any messages with great clarity And now we're going to go ahead and move our palms to the space between our eyebrows like this cup them over your eyes Allow this energy to balance, to cleanse, to purify your third eye so that you're able to see all the things that spirit wants you to see. And as you continue to relax and focus on your breathing, you can now move your palms to your ears and cup them over. And as this Reiki energy cleanses your ear chakras, it'll allow you to be able to listen to your spirit guides and your guardian angels. And also, so we're able to listen to others with intent we're able to listen to their heart. And if you're doing Reiki with us still, go ahead and cup your hands over your neck so we can put Reiki through your throat chakra so you're able to communicate your truth so you can communicate with grace and gratitude
and now we'll go ahead and move it down like right below the neck continue to focus on your breathing if you're still with us inhaling joy exhaling any fear any trepidation Release all old soul stories and patterns that are no longer aligned with who we came here to be. We carry the lessons and the growth when we no longer choose to live the same story. May we be unbound and bound forever unbound. Moving my hands down to my heart chakra. You can visualize your heart chakra getting filled up with a big cup of love. You know, all the love, all the joy, all the positivity that life has to offer. And I'm going to move my hands down to where my ribs are. I'm going to move up so they can see. Ooh, right here. Make sure the fingers are touching. And you're cupping. And you're cupping, yes. We build that energy. So we can cleanse away all that does not serve you and fill it up with your true essence. And if you just tuned in, focus on your breathing. Breathing through the nose, exhaling through the mouth. And we're transmuting any negative feelings towards any place or person or even ourselves transmuting any anger we have towards ourselves that way we can convert it into mm -hmm. special artistic projects so we can create something beautiful with that energy and you can go ahead and move your cup hands down to your lower belly to that space there, like where your womb is. And feel that Reiki energy clearing any fears, any sadness that your womb may be holding. While you're on your womb, I have a prayer that I have in my book that I don't know by heart, so I grabbed my little book. And I just want everybody to take a deep breath and just listen to the words. And if you feel like repeating them, you're more than welcome. I'll do my best to go slow. If I have harmed anyone in any way, either knowingly or unknowingly, through my own confusions, 
I ask for their forgiveness. If anyone has harmed me in any way, knowingly or unknowingly, through their own confusions, I now forgive them. And if there's a situation that I am not ready to forgive, then I forgive myself for all the ways that I have harmed myself, negate doubt and belittled myself or judged myself or even kind to myself through my own confusions. I forgive myself and I love myself. And just by saying, I'll share that, that with you. And just saying that prayer, you know, I'm gonna share it with y'all later. Um, it, it can definitely help heal wounds that you didn't realize you had. I love that last part of the prayer. Mm -hmm. I, I forgot it, but um, um, for the whole last part, and if there's the last part, I'm not no, where it said, um, I love. I love myself or I forgive myself. Is it that? The last the last yeah. sentence is I forgive the last I forgive myself. Yeah. These techniques help with healing. So um I know that you just joined us at the end, but our topic today was anger and Zen had the idea to do a little bit of Reiki at the end so that we could transmute some of this heavy topic because, you know, there's a lot of anger when it comes to our parents or our loved ones or our, our ex-lovers or our ex-friends or people that just push our buttons and know how to push our buttons on purpose. And this forgiveness that is so important for us, it's not even for anybody but ourselves because you can and not have them in your life ever again but you're it's not even that you're forgiving them for them you're forgiving for yourself to let go to to let go of that hurt and not to repeat the cycle and to change the cycle and to be to be the change you want to see in the world so if that answers your question ben i hope that you felt some kind of relief and for those who have been on this journey with us through the whole live and on the podcast later, thank you for receiving. And Reiki is, Reiki is universal. Reiki is love. Reiki is transforming, transformative. And I was like transforming and I'm like, that's what I meant. Transform. And I just, it changed me. It changed me. I used to be an angry little girl. <laughs> now I'm a, a happier person. So I'm glad that that helped you, Ben. And that's why we're here. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining. I Thank you, everybody. Too, because I was getting really sad talking about it, you know, talking about these things that although I have forgiven and, and gone through them and now I feel like I can talk about them, it's just it still hurts, you know? We're only human, right? Yep. Going through this experience. Exactly. We signed up for this, remember? <laughs> yeah, we did. We signed that contract. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> but I promise you, I'll type this up because this is in my handwriting. It's not my prayer. I got it from a guy on TikTok, and okay. i don't think it was him. there's a lot of cool like prayers there's so much things that you can utilize from people on the internet <laughs> and um it i just resonated with it so much that i wrote it into my prayer book so i have my little prayer book and i just put all all of the stuff in here oh and i i opened to the right page <laughs> so and I kind of just want to end by saying, and you guys can say it with me, that all this anger that I may have, I release it to love. All this anger that I may have, I release it now to love. love. And it is love to have. It's love. for love to 
superb. Yes. Love, love, love. You can take it. Because <laughs> love is the answer. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So... That was great. And that was perfect because we only went over just a little bit of minutes. Thank you, Zen, for your time. I can't believe it's been an hour Thank already. It's crazy. You, and I love hanging out with you, even if it's uh, digital, virtual. <laughs> I give you hugs. <laughs> you know what I've noticed? So your Mercury is in Gemini and mine's is in Virgo. So like both of our Mercuries are at home. Oh. Listen, girl. My Mercury, my Venus, my my um, Sun, and my Moon are all in Gemini. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> Gemini, Gemini, Gemini. Yeah. <laughs> and then my rising is Cancer, so that's why I cry. Oh. <laughs> it, it is what it is. Those are the ones that I know about. Everything else, I have to look it up. <laughs> But um, thank you so much. I would love to see you again and talk to you. And I thank you for being vulnerable with me about your about your life as well. Because, you know, as we talk about these things and then I put it on a podcast, it's there for everybody to hear. And so I thank you for your vulnerability and your openness and your love and your light. And thank you for helping me transmute what I needed to transfer as well. I appreciate you. You're very welcome, sister. Who stayed. And thank you, everyone who listens later. I'll have the podcast up probably within the hour or a little bit more, depending on the computer. So I hope everybody has a good evening or whatever time it is. Have a wonderful day. I love you all. And we will be seeing you next week. Have a lovely birthday week. Thank you. Celebrating all month. <laughs> Bye, darling. Bye.